0: you're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general this is the come on man podcast and here's your host paul bauer what's up everybody welcome back to another week of come on man if you haven't done so already please like fave subscribe hit those notifications if you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice please give us a five-star review. You know, uh, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I guess Spotify now has a five-star review program. So hook a brother up. And also leave comments, guys. Make sure you leave comments on the videos. All that kind of stuff helps get this podcast in front of more men uh, where we can spread the gospel of being men, right? All right. Speaking of men... We got a really great guest this week. Uh, he's got a pretty substantial following on TikTok and uh, YouTube. He's been a dating coach for quite some time now, and uh, you may have heard of him. He goes by Mr. Licario. <laughs> Mr. Licario, he's a pretty cool guy. You know, he's been featured on a bunch of different television shows, uh, including the Tyra Banks show and Anderson Cooper. Um, and I just think he, he gives really good, solid dating advice. Uh, I mean, some of his philosophies, you know, maybe I don't don't fit my lifestyle. You know, like he, he has a, an open relationship with his wife. So he's married, but he also has a girlfriend and he still sees like other chicks and they're all, like they're allowed to do it, too. So it's not like a Chuck Kohout thing where it's polymono, It's just fully open. But you know what? Who am I to judge? You know, the way I look at stuff like that is uh, as long as both, you know, both parties in the relationship are cool, then, then whatever, man, like it's not cheating. Then I wouldn't do it. I mean, that but that's just me, you know, I mean, whoever, whatever, man. But if it works for him, great. He seems to be happy. I think he's been married for like 15 years. But uh, we will get to that and a bunch of other really cool stuff right after these words. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, joining me this week is a man with a substantial following on TikTok and YouTube. He's been featured on VH1, Fuse, The Dish Network, TLC, ABC Family, The Tyra Banks Show, and Anderson Cooper, among other ventures. I'm a big fan of his date coaching advice. It's Mr. Licario. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining me.
1: What's up, man? How you doing, man? I, I appreciate you having me, man. I, I, I watch your, all your TikToks too. So you be, be popping up an the al- algorithm. So I'm like, yo, you know, this was good. Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, occasionally, yeah. I'll yeah. see I'll see you in the comments and I'm like, oh, look at that. He saw it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been we've been following each other for a while, but I didn't realize how big of an influence your influencer you are in the space mm-hmm. and, until just recently. But I mean, like. How did you end up on the Tyra Banks
1: show? Yeah, that was a long time ago. I was like uh, somebody, what well, happened was somebody who, like I knew somebody who knew somebody and they had an episode and they was talking about like dating and relationships and stuff. So they had this guy on who was talking about like dating and then they wanted me and it was like these two other guys they had on there. So we were just talking about relationships and stuff. Um, but it, it was pretty cool. It was like, you know, cause I, I've been on a few of these like um, mainstream, uh, you know, like, like uh, videos and, and, and you know, uh, TV shows and news reports and all that other stuff. But it is funny, though, because a lot of that, unfortunately, it's it's extremely scripted. So it's not like you go on there and you just like say anything you want. You understand? Like they yeah. kind of prompt you and you're like, OK, well, what are you going to say? And then, OK, they, they look over what you're going to say and they're like, all right, then say that you can say this part, but not that part, you know, so. <laughs> is that type of thing.
0: Right, or they'll they'll shoot for like 2 hours mm-hmm. for a 45 minute segment or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> Cuz exactly. they're editing it out like crazy.
1: Right, and they cut out all the cool parts that you thought were cool, you know what I mean? So it's, it's <laughs> yeah.
0: What what can you do? So you also have a, a documentary called Game Kings. Did, did you produce that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so this right here behind me right here that's the that's a poster right there Game Kings. And so it's basically the first documentary ever on game. You know what I'm saying? On basically like masculinity, manhood, uh, learning how to self-improve, learning how to deal with women, stuff like that. And so uh, we have a a bunch of people in it that, you know, we have dating coaches in there. We have a, a guy, Rosebud, who used to be a pimp. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, you know what I'm saying? We got, you know, authors on there and stuff like that too. So basically what we did was that we just came together and put something together so that people understood what game is and why it's actually important, because I think a lot of times in society, we we don't really, uh, you know, people don't really understand that when you're doing whatever you're doing, you're using game, period. You understand? You're using a strategy because that's all game is. It's a strategy to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? And so we try to basically express that in the documentary and let people know what it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, I usually say stuff like uh, dating is sales, mm-hmm. right? Game is essentially sales, right?
1: Right, right. I mean, yeah, and, and to an extent, because the thing is, is that it's really you putting yourself out there to get a certain type of result. Like just like in sales, you know, you go in door to door. You're, you know, you're trying to market something, or you're trying to uh, get people to, or persuade people to say, "Hey, look, get this instead of that, or do this instead of that." So it's more so asserting yourself in that situation so that you can get the best outcome for yourself, but also. Um, on the flip side, give give the best outcome to to the people you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's when you get the the win win. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, sure. It, so so I watched the the teaser for Game Kings. Mm. Who's who's the elderly guy? I say elderly. I don't know how old he is, but the older guy. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's Rosebud. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: him. Okay, so the pimp.
1: Right, right. Oh my right. god,
0: the clip that you have in the teaser where he's like, "Bitch, you think I don't? You're, or don't tell me." <laughs> What are you say.
1: Oh, I, I got the clip right here I can play it, hold on so yeah, just, yeah. Hi, how you doing? You think I give a fuck about how you doing, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> All I want you to motherfucking do is open your mouth and say something so I can hear how your voice sounds so it can tell me how the fuck to get at you yeah, I, I took that sound, by I play that sometimes during my show Dude,
0: That's fucking money right there, like I was dying laughing hmm. Just tell me what I need to know so I can get at you like-
1: Right <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. It's like raw. That's that's like the raw stuff, of course. And that's the thing. That's the difference between like mainstream stuff and like stuff you see on the internet, which is I think good about the internet is that you have more honest, uh, you know, situations and opinions and just like uh, perspectives, you know, on on certain things. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's good.
0: Yeah. Lots of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you a question. How did you become a data coach and how long have you been doing it?
1: Oh, man, I've been doing this for shit, since like 2007, 2008. So, yeah, so it's been a while. And the, and the reason why I did it was uh, my business partner, Miles Cunningham, was also in the documentary. Um, you know, we, we used to do like, uh, you know, uh, music and music videos and like a lot of like just entertainment type stuff. And then um, I said to myself and I was also working in after school program at the time, um, teaching kids like video production. So I said to myself, I was like, what what can I do or what do I know how to do? That I can make a living off of, and you know, it could be something that's my own thing. So I, so me and him was talking, and you know, we made a, story before was like I made a list of things that I thought I was good at, and one of the things on the list was getting laid. So (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, okay, I can either be a porn star or I can teach guys how to get laid. And so that was like the just the the thought right there at the minute. So then I immediately the next day just went on YouTube, It's like in two thousand and eight, like way back. Yeah. Um, and I did some videos and like, I did like six videos. One was like how to get a girl back to your place, how to kiss a girl when you first meet her, stuff like that. And I put my email address on the, the bottom of the, the videos and I said, Hey, if you guys, you guys have any questions, you just email me. So I was getting like, I got like a hundred something questions within that weekend. And I was like, Whoa, this is, you know, this is something that, cause I didn't, I didn't know, like, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know that there was this many guys who needed help. So I thought, I I assumed there was some, but I didn't know it was this many. So when I saw that it was this many, I was like, wow, okay, I guess this is something that people could use or need. And then I just kept making videos. I kept, I I made a website. Um, I put out a free ebook at the time. And then I just, it just snowballed from there. And then I started getting like contacted by different um, websites to write for them and uh, you know, different articles, stuff like that. Yeah. And it just like, I just kept it going.
0: Just snowballed like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a minute.
0: Let me ask you a question. Are you a certified coach? No. (laughs) Have you seen, have you seen that kind of stuff? Like people put out TikToks and in their bio certified dating coach.
1: Right. I think, I think, I, you know, it's, I think it's okay. I guess it's cool if that's the, you know, the case. Cause like, I guess, see, that's the thing. People who don't know um, they need things like that, like certified so that the, 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 the customer feels Um, you know, comfortable, like, oh, this person must know what they're talking about because they're certified. But my thing is things like this is, um, you know, (laughs) it's just either you understand it or you don't, you got it or you don't, you lived it or you didn't. So it's kind of like someone saying like, I'm a, I'm a certified, like, you know, like, I don't know, war veteran. or So I don't know, like if you either been in war, you didn't, you understand? So if I need to learn (laughs) about how to get, you know, tactical war things. I'm going to talk to the person who was in war, not someone who got certified. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sure, went to some school to learn about war. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's how to, you know? I,
0: I always think of it like uh, the movie Tommy boy, where he's like, I can get a, I can get a good look at a T-bone steak by shoving my head up a bull's ass, but I'd right. rather take the butcher's word for it.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how I look at like the certified dating coaches. Now, just to be fair, I, I have had, I have a lot of dating coaches on and I, right. I like to interview them. But I've only had one that was actually certified. Asked mm-hmm. him, "How'd you get certified?" He he took a some kind of course. I don't know over a period of I think it was like a two year course. Right.
1: Yeah. I it's it, like going to
0: college, of, college for uh,
1: coaching or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I guess what the big difference is, you know, I guess you learn certain processes and you know right. more psychology type. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Right. I don't
0: know, but yeah, like you said, you either. Know how to get later, you don't, and the information that you give people is either helping them or it's not
1: right. Exactly, I think more so the certified stuff is more just like uh ways to learn how to coach, specifically coaching. Like, okay, if you have the client, ask them these types of questions, and then go, you know, the next step is this. So it's a little stuff like that. But when I even when I coach, you know, the the way that I coach is I just I really just get into who the person really is, what they're about, what they've been through. Uh, And then from, from that framework, I say, okay, uh, this is where you want to go. And based off of where you're at, I, I can formulate something for you specifically. So if I'm doing one-on-one coaching, that's, that's basically how it works. Because um, sometimes what happens is, is that when we do like videos, like if a person's watching a video on YouTube or looking up stuff online, it's really general in a lot of cases, like you can, you know, get specific things that could apply to your life, but it's general But if let's say, for example, a guy has some sort of trauma from back in the day and he has some issue where he's scared to, you know, like he has this fear of interacting with women. You know, I can't just be like, yeah, just go out there and approach. Like I can tell him that, but he's not really going to do it unless I know what's going on with him so that we could work on something so that it could be easier for him. So, for example, um, one of the things that I've done before was, uh, you know, like if I would take a guy out, and he was really, really scared of talking to women. I would say, okay, we're going to go out. We will go out. And I say, Hey, listen, all I want you to do, we do this for like, you know, probably like an hour or two. I say, okay, you're going to go up to women and just ask for directions. And that's it. <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah,
0: Baby steps.
1: Yeah. Baby steps. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I would need to know where he's at first in order to see that he needs the baby steps. You see what I'm saying? So I yeah. think a lot of times with the certified stuff, they, they, I guess they teach you sort of that direction of like, Oh, you know, this is how you get people from here to here. You know what I'm saying? But
0: sure. You know, Yeah, that makes sense. On the the same vein of different dating coaches, you did a video the other day on different types of dating coaches. Right. Which kind of coach are you?
1: Right. So I I basically said I, 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 you know, I titled it the real game coach. So basically like a, a, a game coach is more so a coach who teaches you overall about the realistic aspects of games. So like meaning like for example, and like I tell this to all my clients and everybody I work with, I say, listen, if you if you actually want to get results, you're going to have to work your ass off. You know what I'm saying? And so what it is, is that working on yourself and then that in turn gets you to really receive the type of women and interactions that you want with women based off of you becoming a, ty- a certain type of guy. But it's like you have to realistically be that guy in order to get the type of results you want. So for example, there's a lot of guys out there, the reason why they can't get women is because they have unrealistic expectations of what they specifically can attract. So this is why a lot of times people back in the day um, you know got so upset at pickup artists because pickup artists was like, "Hey, you know, any of you guys can just say these three magic words and a woman will flock to you And it's like, that's not the truth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a, a woman, you know, generally what happened is, just like a guy wants the best, for himself, a woman wants the best for herself. So if you're trying to get the best, you got to be the best. You know what I mean? If you want to yeah. get a certain type of woman or a certain, like, you know, uh, uh, caliber chick, you got to be a certain caliber dude. You know what I mean? And so, in a lot of guys, when you say that, they think about, oh, I got to be like the best looking guy. I got to be the tallest. That's not what it is. It's a certain mindset that you have to have first. And then that's the type of thing that's going to realistically get you where you want to go. But within that mindset, it's something where it's going to tell you, well, if I really want to get this going, I understand I got to put in work. And then you, you, you put in that work. So a lot of people, they're not ready for it. Like there's people that I actually have to turn away who wanted coaching. And I was like, listen, you know, if you're not ready to do this, you know, let me know and we can, you know, you can come back when you're ready. Cause I don't want you to waste your money or your time, but this is what what you actually have to do. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I, I think uh, that's one of the reasons why I like people DM me all the time and they're like, oh, I, you know, I got questions. I'm like, you know, I'm not really a dating coach. I'm a podcast host. Right. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I say that, I mean, cause I could, I could, you know, I could start, you know, offering one on one services and stuff like that. But I just, the people that don't want to do the work are <laughs> the people that would annoy the shit out of me, you know? I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I have zero aspirations at this point in time to to be an actual dating coach because like, right. I don't know if I could handle it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you come
1: uh, across that a lot of times too. People that they, they want it to they want a certain outcome, but they don't want to do the things to get the outcome. And it's just like, well, <laughs> I can't do that for you. You know what I mean? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I guess that's why you put you put a a, a decent paywall in front of your services, oh, yeah. though, because yeah. you're like, look, hey, if you're serious, this is the cost, right? right. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, let me know. Uh, who have been some of your biggest influences?
1: As far as like, uh, like coaching and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, um, I would say, well, uh, definitely uh, some of the guys that's in the documentary, um, like uh, Ron Wills, Rosebud is in there, Boss Mac Topsoil. So those three guys, uh, they're, you know, a little bit older than me. So I've, I was watching them um, from back in the day. So it was like even an honor just to get them on a, on a documentary. Um, other guys like Alan Roger Curry, uh, he has the mode one approach. Definitely. He influenced me. Uh, another dude named Tariq Nasheed. Uh, he used to be, uh, uh, like he used to do relationship coaching and stuff like that back in the day. Um, so yeah, so it, it's been a, it's been a few people. Um, I remember I, I read some books, like <laughs> I forgot who it was. I think it was like David D'Angelo back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a book that I read that I thought was interesting, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it was, it's, you know, uh, mostly those guys that I mentioned that really influenced me to really do what I'm doing now and just seeing, like, how they've done it, you know, and and, and the, the help that they've, you know, done it, you know, how they helped other guys made me want to do that, you know what I'm saying, help other guys too, you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, were they doing stuff, like, online or did you just know them in person? Like, how did... I mean, mm-hmm. so guys like uh, what, what um,
1: Rose, Rosebud, for instance. I mean, yeah. So he... Rosebud, I, I heard about Rosebud a while ago because he, uh, I think he's in this in this uh, documentary called American Pimp, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of the documentaries. So I heard about him from years ago, okay. and. Uh, uh, same thing with Tariq Nasheed. I heard I heard about him uh years ago because he used to do this podcast called the uh Mac Lessons Radio Show. So he was like one of the first guys out there, like really um doing that. And the same thing with Alan Roger Curry. Alan Roger Curry's been doing stuff since the 90s. And so I used to hear him on Block Talk Radio and stuff like that. Round Wheels, I, I used to see him on YouTube, stuff like that. So it was like just running across these guys, same thing with Boss Mac Top Soil on YouTube, running across these guys' information, and I was like, you know, I I resonated with what they were saying. So what I what I noticed was a lot of people were talking about relationships, but they were talking about it in the sense of, you know, what you would hear like in the mainstream or what or what the red pill will call like blue pill. You know, what I'm saying like right. that stuff. So so it's like I was like, OK, these people aren't really saying anything real or, or, or that's like realistic. They're saying things that sound good. They're saying things that people want to hear. So when I heard people that was saying real stuff, I was like, okay, I'm gravitating to that. And cause it, it reminded me of my life. So I was like, okay, cool. I could, I could rock with this. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I, I was the same way when I first got into this stuff, it was because like, I had no problem, like getting dates and mm-hmm. like sleeping with women, but I couldn't keep them around longer than like two or three dates. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? You know?
1: Right. And
0: uh, so I start looking into this stuff and sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, like you said, like blue pill or mainstream stuff where they're like, Oh, well, you just need to do this, buy your flowers, buy your chocolates. It's, just, it's like, right? I have do- I've tried that. that doesn't work, you know? And then, but then you find, you know, actual people that know what the fuck they're talking about that mm-hmm. get results. And you're like, Oh, I've
1: right. been doing
0: this wrong my whole life. Like, what the right. fuck?
1: <laughs> right. That's, that's when you wake up and you're like, oh, okay. I, I see what's going on now, you know?
0: Yeah. And you start putting the pieces together and you're like, this, this oddly makes sense. Yeah. Right.
1: Because I think most guys, we've been through that situation where we were the nice guy. We was, you know, doing all the, the simping and doing all that extra stuff and and put it into the stick. And you're just like, what the hell? And then as you get older, you realize, you think back in the day, like, man, I was <laughs> like, what was I doing back then? That's terrible. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, So, I mean, you said that you started this stuff, though, because you yeah. felt like that was a strong point, though, right? Like you were able to get laid and stuff like that. But right. was, was there ever a period in your life like that where you sort of were the simpy guy? Because I've oh, got, yeah. I've yeah. got yeah. stories, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was younger, because, I you know, the first time I had sex, I was 16. So I'm 40 now, I just turned 40. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I was 16, so from from about 16 to about like maybe like 22, 23 ish. That was the time where I was like, like figuring stuff out, doing a bunch of mistakes, you know, crying over women, you know, what I mean? like it was like around that time. And then as I, was, and, but, and, but the thing was, the funny thing was this is that once I was 16 and not, you know, I, I had sex with a restaurant, that's when I started to really like put in a lot of work. So I was still making mistakes, but I was getting a lot of success at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was, you know, nothing was happening. I was like, OK, I'm still like making things happen. So I was learning certain things. But then, and then as I got older and I started to continue to do what I do, but also like study other people that I was talking about game and stuff like that, you know, I was like, OK, I see where, where, where I made a mistake. I, You know, I, this is what I recognize that I did right. And then I just kept going like that. So when I when I decided to coach, what I did was I said, OK, because even when I first started, I, I feel like like. I knew more than most guys about certain things, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I still was like young. Cause I think I was probably like maybe about like 26, 27 when I started, starting. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and so I was still, I was still learning, you know what I mean? I'm still learning today too, but I was still learning, learning like when I was that young. Um, but I was putting in so much work that I knew so many things that worked and so many things that didn't work that I was able to help other people with it. So my my whole issue a lot of times when I look at things like YouTube and um, uh, social media is that I think it's a great thing that we have YouTube and social media and all these other things because it gives everybody a voice. But then I always say at the same time, the bad part about it is that it does give everybody a voice. So yeah. therefore it gives everybody a voice then that means you're gonna have some certain voices who don't know what they're saying, teaching other people things. And then those people end up messing up their situations because of getting information by someone who looks like they know what they're talking about, but they don't necessarily know what they're talking about. And they're just kind of doing it just for the money or just for the, like, the clout and the attention or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now I see your, your dating advice for men a lot, uh, mm-hmm. but looking at your website, you also coach women, Oh, yeah. What are some of the biggest issues you see women having on the dating scene?
1: Yeah. Women generally, their issue is just being very unrealistic and um and also not knowing how to keep men. So so the same way where men generally have a problem getting laid, women have a problem keeping the guys that they like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so with women, I have to like I, I have to teach them how to keep the man that they they actually want. So a lot of guys for some reason, you know, I understand why they think this, but a lot of guys think women have it easy. So they're like, oh, a woman could just go on Tinder and get like 50 matches and she can get on Instagram and a bunch of guys will be in her DM, which is true. Yeah. 98% of those guys are invisible to her. She doesn't <laughs> she's not really interested in them. It's that small percentage of guys she's interested in and she wants to keep those guys interested and want those guys for a boyfriend, husband or whatever it is. Yeah. So I teach women how to be attractive to the point where those types of guys would want to stick with them. You see what I'm saying? And so that's, that's kind of like the, the, the place that I, you know, come at it when it comes to, you know, information related to the women. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And men, uh, I mean, men look at it like women, women have it easy because what men are typically looking for is sex. Exactly. And, and women, uh, although they like sex, they are looking for more long-term commitment typically. Right. Right, and, uh, and can
1: I can get sex anytime you want. You know, what I'm so it's like, yeah. Another,
0: yeah, yeah. I always say, like, you know, women are the gatekeepers to sex, but men are the gatekeepers to relationship. Mm-hmm. So, right. so that's why, yeah. If women can put out, no problem. But mm-hmm. if they're not doing the right things, they're not going to keep the guy interested long term.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: What that's- are What are some of the biggest mistakes you see men making? I think you've already mentioned some of them.
1: Um, yeah, I think one. Of, well, the thing is, one of the biggest mistakes that that guys make is actually not putting themselves out there. I think there's this thing nowadays where a lot of guys have been confused and think that they can just get women to come to them. So that I, I keep hearing this thing where guys will say, you know, and unfortunately, it's like it's it's been spread around so much where guys will say, well, you know what, I'm gonna get my money up and I'm gonna, you know, start looking good. I'm gonna go in the gym. And then women are going to start coming to me. Now, all those things are great to get your money up, look good, all that other stuff, you know, get fit and everything. The problem is, guys actually believe women are literally going to just start coming to them in droves and that's it. You understand? Or they're going to start. Yeah, that's be- not how any of
0: this works.
1: Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so what they'll do is is that they'll spend a lot of time working on, you know, like getting in the gym and, and making money and doing this, which is great. Again, nothing wrong with it. But If you don't have the skill to attract the woman and keep her interested, you're not going to get the women. Because I always try to explain this to guys is that even though all of that is going on, even if a woman is checking you out or giving you some sort of choosing signal that she's interested, you still have to make the choice to approach, talk to her and create the situation no matter what. Because 99 percent of women are not going to approach you in the street and try to you know, saying like, get your number. They're not going to do that. Even if they're attracted to you, they're not going to do it. They're going to always be waiting on you. Most of these women are going to be passive when it comes to the situation, which means a guy has to be assertive. So one of the biggest mistakes is guys thinking that they don't have to be assertive, thinking they can just fall back. And one magical day, once they got all their stuff together, women are just going to start flocking to them. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You're going to be wasting your time. You're going to be a guy who is fit, has money and 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 all this other stuff going on. And you're, you're just going to not, you're going to be that guy, but not attractive to women. You're going to be that guy, but not, you're going to be lonely. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not going to be no women who's going to really want to get get with you. So, I tell guys, doing those things can make you more attractive in general, meaning that if you do go out and talk to women and you're assertive, she's like, okay, cool. This guy is attractive. He also has money. He has this and that going on. So, that's a bonus. But just having that and just sitting on the sidelines thinking women are going to rush up to you and, and you know, beach door now and it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's really not.
0: But I I hear women say it all the time, like uh, men are the hunters. They're supposed to chase, you right. know? like that. That's how they think. So right. they're like, I'm not going to app, like go out of my way and approach a guy. He should be reading my mysterious signals and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like, yeah, yeah, guys, you need to learn how to do that,
1: right? Because if not, <laughs> you know, nothing's gonna happen. Because like, oh wait, tell guys this. Now, People in general, we go with the path of least resistance. So I always tell guys to think from a woman's perspective. Imagine a woman who uh, has a bunch of guys approaching her, talking to her, trying to get at her, right? Even guys she thinks is attractive. Why would she go out of her way to approach you when she's risking being rejected right? You know I'm saying? She's scared of getting rejected because she doesn't usually approach guys. So what she's going to do is go with the path of least resistance is I'm just going to wait for the guys to come to me. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to go out of her way to come to you because she has so many guys coming to her. She's just going to pick from the guys who are coming to her. And that's, that's how it's going to go. So you're going to be sitting there on the sidelines thinking that, you know, uh, I'm, just, I'm this super awesome guy and he's going to come to me. And also too, on, on another note, Sometimes I tell guys this, and this is why having game is important, because you have to understand and be aware of your position and your situation and have social and have a a self-awareness. Because sometimes if you're if this is the funny part, if you have it going on, like, let's say you're you're fit, you got your money, you're looking good, you're, you're dressing nice and all this other stuff. Sometimes women will be intimidated by you and that intimidation will make them fall back and not want to deal with you. You see what I'm saying? So this is another reason why you would still have to approach and interact and make it happen. You see what I'm saying? Because what happens is, is that you're, you're thinking, I'm so awesome, she should come and approach me. But the reason why she won't approach you is because you're awesome and she's scared. Just like how if a guy sees a woman who he thinks is a 10 and he sees another woman who he thinks is a six, most guys would approach the six, even though they want the 10, because they're too intimidated to approach the 10. So if you're a male 10, why would a woman approach you? She's going to be intimidated, just like you're intimidated to approach a woman who's a 10. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is, is that guys don't ever think about those dynamics. They just think, well, you know, I'm looking good. I'm, I'm, I got money and all this. So women should just come to me. And I'm like, that's not how women work. So if you're afraid as a guy to approach women and you're supposed to approach a woman, what would make you think a woman is not afraid to approach you when she's not even supposed to approach you? You right. see what I mean? So that's what I, I try to tell these dudes. They don't get it.
0: Yeah. You know, it, that just made me think of the uh, the whole idea of the the dad bod phenomenon too, yeah. right? Like a lot of women are, are self-conscious. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, they are intimidated by really good looking guys. Mm-hmm. So they will go to towards a, a dad bod type guy because oh, yeah. th- they don't have to try hard
1: then oh definitely and that that's <laughs> and that, that's the advantage guys can have when it comes to this game because a lot of guys think they got to be like six foot six pack all of that that's all cool but what happens is most women are actually more comfortable with a guy who you you know you got you should still put yourself together well shave brush your teeth you know look as good as you can but women are more comfortable and, and more like you know like receptive to an average guy who like is the best he can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like more, she's like, okay, well, cause she wants to be the pretty one in a relationship. She doesn't want a guy overshadowing her. She doesn't want to feel super insecure because as much as a woman is sexually attracted to like a really tall, handsome guy with, you know, uh, a, you know, six pack body type of thing. She's also, nervous to be with him because she's like oh other guy other women are going to want him. I actually saw this guy on the TikTok and I used a, a clip from one of my videos. He said he he talked to this girl on Bumble, right? And Bumble's goofy but Anyway, he talked yeah, to it's trash.
0: Her. I don't like it. Yeah.
1: He talked to this girl on Bumble and he said he said to her like, "Hey, you know, let's get together and get a drink." And she said she said to him, "I would, but you're actually too good looking." And he's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> And so, her basically, and then so he asked the woman in the comments, like, he was telling the story. He said, Ladies in the comments, I don't I need to know what this, what is that even about? So, most of the women in the comments are saying, Oh, well, she, you know, she probably thought you were going to like break her heart if she fell in love with you. You know, another woman's going to take your attention. So, all of the insecurities that women have stopped them from actually really making moves with some of these guys that a lot of these guys think are getting all the women. Now don't get it twisted If a guys. Good looking. He's tall. He's this and that. Yeah. He can get girls. But what happens is, is that that's not all women want. Most women actually have an open type, meaning they'll want a Chris Hemsworth, but they'll also get with a Tobey Maguire. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't always have to be all Chris Hemsworth. You see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Right.
0: And, and her finding a a Chris Hemsworth is, uh, pretty unrealistic. I mean it right in most cases exactly. <laughs> statistically it's just not it's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, now, I I noticed that you have a Patreon, mm. but you also promote badboymembership.com. Right. What's the difference between the two and is one a better option for men than the other?
1: Right. So, yeah, so on my Patreon um is patreoncom Locario. So we do a show called the Bad Boy Show. So, so on the Patreon it's basically just like a podcast where we talk about current events, but then we also have a, a main topic for the show. So, you know, so we'll have like current events of what happened during the week. You know, we talk about like Kanye and Kim Kardashian or whatever and things that's going on. And then we also talk about a main topic, you know, dealing with relationships and stuff like that. So that's basically the, the Patreon. Now the membership though, the Bad Boy membership is basically like uh, courses. You see what I'm saying? It's like step-by-step how to, um, you know, uh, audio and video tutorials about specific things about the game, relationships, dating, hooking up and stuff like that. So that, that's a, the, the, the bad boy membership is, is, is more expensive than the patron. A patron's more like an entertainment. The bad boy membership is like education. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So,
0: okay, right.
1: Right. So that's, that's like the difference. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, speaking of education, you also have some books out there. You have mm-hmm. how to have sex with two women in a day. Right, right. That's next on my list. Nah. Uh, <laughs> my I girl, my girlfriend there. won't appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh sixty second game. Hmm. How to get shit done and the bad boy book. Right. Any other books coming down the pike?
1: Yeah, so I actually have a book uh that's coming out. This is the this is the cover of the book. <laughs> so this is the cover of my new book and it's called it's called Looks Don't Matter. So I got the Uh-oh. picture of the guy, you can't see his face, yeah. or whatever. So, so this, so that book actually, um, so it's called Looks Don't Matter, Seven Ways to be Attractive to Women that Have Nothing to Do With Your Looks. So the reason why I wrote that book is because, you know, in this YouTube space and, you know, just online, a lot of guys are so obsessed with, with looks, you understand? And it's like, yeah. Oh, you know, it's only about looks. And if you don't look good, you know, the girl's not going to, and it's like, yeah, looks play a part in, you know, uh, attraction and stuff like that. But even in the book, I actually talk about, uh, there's, a, uh, you know, the five types of attraction. So there's physical, sexual, behavioral resource and friendship attraction. So what happens is the strongest form of attraction is sexual attraction. And what happens is that sexual attraction all the time doesn't mean that you you're the best looking dude. You understand what I'm saying? And so sexual attraction is a combination of your looks, your appearance, and your behavior. So you can have a guy who, let's say, you know, a guy who's like five, nine, five, ten. He's not like a six-foot guy. He's like a five-nine, five, eight, five nine, five, nine, five, ten average height, right? He dresses well and he has a masculine dominant attitude. That guy, he's going to get a lot of women who are sexually attracted to him because of the way he comes across and the way he interacts with women. Right. But that has nothing to do with just how, you know, his face looks and how he was born. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? It has more to do with the whole package of who this guy is and what he's about, which will which can attract the woman. But so a lot of times what happens is guys, they miss out on on dealing with women because they're like, well, I'm not good looking enough, or I'm not six footed. She looks like the type of girl who wants a guy who's in dudes do this all the time. This is ridiculous. Yeah. They don't even know what this girl likes, but they assume- it's she's
0: Self-limiting like, beliefs right there.
1: Yeah. Exactly right. So that book is just sort of just to get guys to get out of their own head and realize or, or recognize how they can be attractive in all these different areas you see what I'm saying? So that they can put that into their game when it comes to interacting with women. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I always say uh, confidence, you know, Trump's uh, looks any day. Oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. it does. And that, that's the thing people don't get, like, because, you know, it's funny. Most of the things that guys would need to learn about women, they would know if they just um, paid attention, you know, if they observe how women respond to things. Right. Yeah. And so what happens is, is that women women um they respond very well to guys who are assertive guys who are confident um guys who are dominant because it makes it makes them feel safe comfortable and like they can just relax and be feminine you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying and so the reason why women love confident men is because women see in confident men what they don't see within themselves so it's like i aspire to be like that guy this is why guys who have who have really strong game if 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 they're uh very when they're very influential in their women's lives what happens is, is that the woman starts to actually take on certain like thought processes characteristics of her man so a lot of times what happens is if you if you meet a woman who has a boyfriend and her boyfriend is really on point and he has a huge influence over her if i'm speaking to that woman it should sound like I'm speaking to her boyfriend <laughs> in certain situations because she'll start saying things the way he says it. She'll start thinking about things the way he does it because he has that much of an influence. So a guy's confidence when when he's confident, oh, a woman generally is looking at that like, wow, I want to be around that. I want some of that energy. You feel what I'm saying? Because it almost, it balances out her insecurity and she feels good being around that type of confident energy because it makes her feel a little bit more confident even just being with that man. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why confidence is important because it makes her feel good about it, feel good about being with him. When a guy's insecure, the insecurity reminds her of, of her insecurity. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is, she's repelled by it. She's like, oh, I don't want to deal with you because it's, it's 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 reminding her of what she doesn't like within herself. You see what I'm saying? So the guy who's confident is something to look up to. The guy who's insecure is, some, is, is, is a reflection or reminder of what she doesn't really like within herself. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I tell guys, when you're a, a guy who's on point, it's almost like you are what it is is you're upgrading um the woman's mind. you're upgrading the the girl's life by having her with you. This is why I tell guys you have to understand your value because when you understand your value, you understand how valuable you are to women. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of dudes don't really don't really uh, uh recognize that. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Now, what do you like making more documentaries uh, YouTube videos or, or writing? What do you like doing?
1: Um, I think like, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't, I do not like writing books. Like it's,
0: <laughs> it's
1: like, I like having books cause I have like six books or something like that. And it's such a crazy process. You understand? Like I have a, I have a, 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 a friend that I know, shout out to him. His name is Alfie kingdom. He's also like a coach and stuff like that. Mm. He's, he's written like 17 books in like, I think like a year and a half. And I'm like, dude, how do you do this? And all the books are The books are great. And I'm just like, so he has just like a knack for that. Like me, like I write and then I write a bunch of stuff then I got to get it edited and, I'm, and it's just like all over the place. So like once I get it done, I'm like, finally, this is done.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's such a grueling process. So I'm not really like a big writer. But as far as like creating content on YouTube, that's like my the, the thing I enjoy the most because it's it's like the funnest thing for me to do. I like to uh, put out a lot of stuff in volume because I always have these different ideas every day of, oh, okay, I could talk about this or this happened in the news. I could talk about that and relate it to this and then just like put it out there. So I really, I really like, you know, doing the videos. Documentaries, I'm actually doing it. we're doing a Game Kings part two this year. Uh, doing the documentaries is great. The only thing with documentaries also is that it's a, a lot of work. So this movie, it took us like a year because it was me and my business partner, we edited the whole thing ourselves it took us us like a year and change to edit this so the next one we might hire some people to help us edit because it was just like a crazy process you know what i'm saying
0: yeah got it yeah this year i decided uh to write a book um Mm. the book i was gonna write it's not on like dating specifically it's just on like everything i wish i knew when i was 18 you know
1: right Mm. and
0: uh i sat like i sat down i i sort of Brainstormed it out. I'm like, yeah, this is how I'm gonna, this is how it's gonna go. And then mm-hmm. I sat down to write, and I wrote out the, um, you know, the the forward. Mm-hmm. And I've gone back and rewrote that like five times already. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't get anything done here. I,
1: well... <laughs> yeah, I remember my first book. I remember, um, well, actually, this book right here, How to Have Sex Two on a Day. Yeah. When I wrote that, I wrote, it, it took me three years to write that. Now, the wow. reason why the reason why it took three years is because the first year and like year and a half. Yeah. I was like just going like every day almost. Right. Then I took like probably eight months off. I just I just didn't feel like I was like, oh, this is like I, I, it was like I was stuck. But at the same time, like I was writing things, but I didn't like what it, how it was coming out. And then I slowly went back to it where I, I just sat down. I was like, I got to write. I said, even if it's a sentence, what? Like, even every day I got to write at least a sentence. At least a sentence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, then, so then I just sat down and just was like, all right, let me get through this and, and finish it. And I finally got it done. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, uh, for me personally, writing books, that that's, I, 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 you know, I have nothing but respect for people who write books because it's not an easy thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a newfound respect for yep. everyone. That, every book that I've I've read so far, right? So, uh, you have a video on how men should never prove themselves to women. Can mm. you can you give us a, a Cliff's Notes on what you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So basically, what what a lot of guys do is, and, and unfortunately, a lot of guys are indoctrinated and conditioned to think this. Um, they think that they are, or this is how guys think they have a hope that a girl will like them. They see a girl that they're interested in. Oh, she's hot, man. I hope she, she gives me her number. I hope I get to go. You know what I mean? And so that hope creates a situation where guys trying to prove himself to the woman either directly or indirectly. So, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, come on, like, you know, we should get together. I got, look at this car. I got, look at this money. I got, look at whatever they're trying to put forward a certain image or vibe that, hey, you should pick me, right? Now, when I say don't prove yourself to a woman, it means that you have to figure out what you want and then have the woman prove herself to you. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So what happens is that guys come into the situation like they're the employee and the woman's the employer, like she's trying to hire him for her company. So I say flip that, have her come in for the interview and then you hire her. See what I'm yeah. saying? But the thing is, is that you have to first figure out what you want and what you're about and the type of things you want from women. So once you do that, then it becomes a thing where I'm not worried about if she likes me, I'm thinking about, do I like her to see if I should even continue with her? And it, it's a, just a mindset shift. And then that shifts the way you interact with women throughout the entire interaction. So if you're on it, if you're talking to a girl, you, you randomly approach a girl at, on the street at the bar or if you're on a first date or whatever it is, your whole vibe is different because now you're trying to get her to basically, you know, uh, uh, prove herself to you. You're asking her questions to 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 see, OK, do I even like this woman? <laughs> you understand? Because like you're looking at her like, yeah, she's cute. I'm attracted to her physically. But who is she actually? And the thing is, most guys don't do that. So what happens is that almost makes you stand out in a lot of in a lot of situations because you're you're talking to her and you're interacting with her where you're requiring her to be more than just a pretty face you see what i'm saying and so that's the thing that's going to flip it to where sometimes what will happen is is that a woman will you know because for example let's say you're like man i like girls who read books and then when you're talking to this girl be like what's the last book you read and she's like book i haven't read a book since like second grade and like damn you don't read books. (laughs) She's like, she's like, what? Like, what is it? I'm like, man, you know, like you're cute and all, but I mean, you got to read some books. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just a different vibe. So now you go from the guy trying to impress her to you getting the girl to try to impress you. You see what I'm saying? And even if you're in a situation where the girl that you're talking to may not necessarily be interested in you, what happens is that you cultivate a, 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 a you know a certain type of personality to where no matter what woman you're talking to, you still have that vibe of, I'm not proving myself to any of y'all. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you're not like me. I don't care whatever. I don't care what it is. But I, I have that energy regardless of when I deal with women. So you don't have to, so you don't, you're not putting it on. It's just how you are. And it becomes part of your vibe and your repertoire when you're interacting with women. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I learned a while back was uh, whoever is asking the questions is in control of the conversation. So Mm -hmm. if I was ever on a date and I found myself where she was asking me a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Before I answer that, you know, answer this question. And then I was flipping around. Now I'm asking the questions. And Mm -hmm. like most of the time women don't even realize it. And then Mm -hmm. next thing you know, they're the ones that are trying to prove themselves to you. Right. It's, it's exactly. a great tactic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like videos on red flags in women are really popular. Can mm-hmm. you give me three red flags to look out for in women?
1: Mm, okay. That's, that's interesting. I'll say, well, one of them that I talk about a lot is, um, you know, when, and, and this is, speci- this goes specifically for um, that particular woman dealing with you. Is when she is not listening to what you're saying. So, what I mean is is that, and this is, and you have to set this up to see if she's gonna be this type of woman. So, for example, I I talk about this all the time on online dating sites. It's a red flag if you are telling a woman, "Hey, you know," um, or or you you might say to a woman, "Hey, are you free Friday night to get a drink?" Right, and women will say this all the time. Hey, uh, how about we get to know each other more before, you know what I mean? Or they'll they'll say that type of stuff right now. That's a red flag because what happens is, is that the women who are interested in getting a drink with you, they'll just say, yeah, I'm free Friday night, or I got to work Friday night, but I can do Saturday. They'll they'll just respond to that. The woman who's saying, oh, can we get to know each other more? She's not really that interested in you. So it's a red flag because it's showing that she doesn't really have that much interest in you. So for most guys, what I tell those guys is, is that either you can just move on and, and, and not talk to her, or you can say to her, Hey, listen, um, I don't really want to talk too much on this app, but what you can do is here's my number. Call me and we'll talk. Now, again, you're giving her another th- way to follow your lead. Now, if she doesn't call you red flag, cause she's not listening to what you're saying. So that's, that's one of the, one of the red flags you got to, prompt a situation to where a woman has to listen to you and follow your directions. And if she doesn't, that's a red flag because it's telling you she's not actually interested in you. Now, another red flag I would say is when you're trying to get uh, flirtatious with a woman and, uh, you know, build sexual tension with her or whatever. And she's being very wishy-washy with the, the energy, meaning like one minute she's, you know, into it. The next minute she's not one minute. She's into it. The next minute she's pulling back that's a red flag. When a woman is doing that, I usually tell guys not to really even bother to continue with her. Because what I tell guys is you you need to see a hundred percent cooperation uh, when you're dealing with a woman. You see what I mean? Because usually the girls that are sort of wishy-washy like that, those are usually the girls that if you do have sex with them and hook up with them,
0: yeah,
1: not all the time, but there are times where those girls are the ones that regret it later. And then they're the ones that'll say, oh, I, I felt you know, took an advantage of, and I'm like, you don't want those problems. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when she's on and off like that, hot and cold, I, I tell guys to leave that alone. You see what I'm saying? And, and find a woman who's more, you know, about being consistent with wanting to make something happen. Because a woman who are really, really sexually attracts you, they're going to make it happen with without, with little to no hesitation. They'll just be about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and another red flag I would say is when a guy is like, you know, dating a girl or, you know, getting to know her, hooking up, whatever, whatever it is. And she is being, and this is very subtle, but you got, you got to pay attention to this. When a woman is being like low-key disrespectful, and I say low-key because if you don't pay attention, you won't notice it. So for example, let's say um, you're dating a girl, right? And, and, and usually they try to do this in the form of jokes, you understand? And, you're, and they, they try to make it seem like they're joking, but the, what they're really doing is disrespecting you. So for example, you might go out with a girl and she might say, oh, you know, why'd you wear that tie? You look kind of stupid with that tie. And then you're like, what the, Like, what are you talking about? Right. And like, if you feel offended, she's like, come on, I'm just joking. It's not that big, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she's really disrespecting you. And so what happens is that those little quote unquote jokes turn into more jokes which turns into more to actual blatant disrespect you see what I'm saying and so what happens is is that when you see a woman sort of nitpicking or making fun of you or like you know doing little snide remarks you know what I'm saying and, you know, like you might say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I just uh, got my my bachelor's degree. And she'll be she'll say something like, oh, you know, I didn't I didn't even think you were that type of I didn't think you were that smart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's little things like that. You're like, the hell is that about? You know what I mean? So you got to pay attention to that. And when that happens, you have to nip that in the bud. You'd be like, listen, don't talk to me like that. We're not. Gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not cool, because what happens is. The when you let it slide, it becomes something bigger as time goes on, and then you get into a situation where a girl is not respecting you, and you're just not really, you know, feeling that that interaction because it has that negative tone in the situation. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. And if, if a woman doesn't respect you, like she's, you're not going to keep her around anyway. Right. She's going to dump your ass to fight some other guy that exactly. she does respect. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So uh your website, mrlucario.com, says that besides being a dating coach, you're also a rapper. Two questions. Two questions on that. How has being a rapper helped you with dating and relationships?
1: Man, how's that? That's an interesting question. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you I'll tell you this. Back in the day, like this is like shit, maybe like I can't remember exactly what what year this was, but it had to been like maybe 10. 12 years ago, whatever. I used to, I used to make these. Um, this is when people still was using CDs. So it was like way before Spotify and all this other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would, I would, uh, I would get, have these mixtapes. I actually almost got signed three times to, to, uh, you know, to actual like, uh, record labels. And all three of those times, uh, two, two of the companies were independent. And I think another company was like, uh, uh, like a, not a major, but like up there or whatever. And, it it just didn't pan out with all three of those for crazy ass reasons. I ain't got to get into right now. But so after that was going on, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go out there and just do my stuff and be independent. So I would go to Times Square, get a bunch of CDs, press them up, and I would sell my CDs on the street. So what I would do is, I would, uh you know, when I would see women out there, <laughs> I would sell it to the women, certain women, and then if they would stop and you know, this, I would have my CD player to listen to some of it or whatever. And if the girl was cute, I'd be like, "Yo, listen, what are you you doing uh, later today?" You know what I mean? And then I would like exchange numbers with her. Or sometimes the girls will come, and I'd be like, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm gonna do a freestyle for you. And if you like it, then I'll, you know, you could you could get my CD or whatever. So I would freestyle for the girl. But the freestyle really wasn't a freestyle. It was like a written thing I had pre-planned. And I would just add her name into it. Okay. So, So I would do that. And the girls would be like, "Oh my God, that's so cool!" And then I'd be like, "Yo, you know what you're doing later on, like, you know?" So there was times where I hooked up with girls just being out there selling CDs. So that that's kind of like you know connecting that that to that. So I kind of used that to uh, to to make things happen. And it was funny because what was interesting about being in Times Square, uh, I met a lot of women who were from out of town. And you know, when you meet from women from out of town and they're just there for a few days, they're just you know usually trying to get it in. So it was, it was like it just worked out very smoothly in certain situations. You know?
0: Okay. The yeah. reason why the reason why I asked you that was because um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. There's a YouTuber named Dave Parada. He's friends with uh, with How To Beast. Are you familiar with How To Beast?
1: Not. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know by him. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so Dave Parada and, and How To Beast are like best buds. They mm-hmm. they used to be roommates back in um, Boston, right. and uh, so I, I interviewed Dave last year, and he was saying that he and uh, and How To Beast used mm. to learn freestyle rap and get good at it because mm. it helped them with free association. When they were talking to women, they could come oh, yeah. up with stuff off the cuff. Mm-hmm. so that's what made me think of to oh, ask yeah. you about yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's a good idea too. Cause like, yeah, that's why people take like improv and all those things. Like those are very good things to, uh, to, to do because a lot of guys that's what trips them up is that they don't, they just don't know how to be in the moment and like interact and that, you know what I'm saying? That kills the situation a lot of times. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I saw in a TikTok that you've been married for 15 years, but mm. you also have a girlfriend that you've been seeing for three years. Right. Do they know about each other?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. They know about each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they went out and hung out, got drinks, all that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, they know about each other. So yes, yeah, so I'm now monogamous. So I've been with my wife for that long, for like 15 years. And then my girlfriend, we've been together for three years and stuff. And yeah, so it's just, it's just been good. Like back in the day I was monogamous and, I was I, I, like the last girl I was a monogamous with. I cheated on her like 18 something times. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I felt, I felt bad. I was like, yo, this is not, I, I can't do this monogamy thing anymore. So I was like, look, I got to just be honest. And so when I, when I met my wife, we were, we were, you know, just seeing each other, we weren't like together or anything like that. It was just kind of like dating phase. And, you know, she was like, Oh, I want to be with you. Like, you know, seriously. And I said, well, this is the thing, you know, I don't want to be monogamous. So if you if you cool with that, then we good. You know what I'm saying? So she was cool with that and we just kept rocking from there. And then, you know, when I met my girlfriend, you know, I, she knew us that I had a wife and, you know, she was like, "Hey, I am cool with it. Let's get let's go." You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how, that's how we made it happen. You know what I mean?
0: It. And it's and it's like totally fully open, right? Like Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Okay. Yeah, no drama there. No. I'm just curious uh, cuz uh,
1: that's that's the thing. It's funny because it's actually less drama than when I was with in a monogamous relationship. Cause now because it's open see when, the thing, the, the, the interesting part about being non-monogamous and being, um, you know, in a, in a more open situation is that it actually opens up like uh, better communication. Right. So a lot of people ask me, they're like, Oh, aren't you like, you know, people say, well, you're in a relationship and you're doing your thing. And like your wife might be doing anything. Your, your girl might be doing anything or whatever. Right. And they're like, aren't you afraid of STDs? Now, the funny part is, is that a lot of times, People in monogamous relationships are more likely to catch an STD than a person in an open relationship. Now, the reason why is because if I'm let's say I go out with a random girl and I hook up with her. Right. And let's say, you know, of course, I'm like going to use protection or whatever. And then let's say just for sake argument, the condom pops. Right. Yeah. So I I can go to my girlfriend or my wife and say, hey, listen, I got to go get checked. Um, you know, we got to use a condom or whatever because I don't want to give you anything, yada, 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 right? But if I was in a monogamous relationship and I was messing with another girl, I'd be cheating. So I don't want my girl to know I'm cheating. So if I, if the condom popped and let's say I use, I, I don't use condoms with my, 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 my girlfriend, I can't go back to my girlfriend and be like, Hey, let's use condoms now. She's gonna be like, why are we using condoms? And then now we got to get into the conversation of be cheating. So in order for me to, not let her know I cheated. I'm gonna just keep having sex with her without a condiment and she might catch something. So this that's like a simple uh, uh, explanation of how that could happen because because in monogamous relationships, when you do certain things, you're, you you want you might want to keep that from your partner because you're scared of what that's going to mean for you know what your partner is going to do with that information. But in an open situation your, your, the communication is a little bit more open and free flowing because you don't have that fear that your, your, your partner is going to leave you (laughs) because you were, you know, like checking somebody out or, or with somebody else in that, in that context. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. 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 That actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) So just another question, just, and this is purely just my curiosity. There's like, there's no judgment at all, but why, why get married at all?
1: Well, for me, well, this is the thing. I, you know, I tell guys this is that, um, and this is <laughs> it's a, that's a good question because I always tell guys this because I get the question a lot. The reason why to get married, and I don't, I don't think any guy should get married unless he actually wants it, and and unless he actually understands what it means to be married and the responsibility is. So I always try to get guys to understand that because it's not for everybody. Like like anything else, everything is in everybody. But the reason why I got married is one is because there's a certain level of cooperation that you can't get from a woman unless she's in a certain position in your life. And this is what, this is what a lot of guys don't understand. So guys will be like, well, why should you get married? You can still have the same thing with a woman who's like, just you hooking up with them. Like, no, you can't. So what happens is, is that a woman is going to give you a certain level of cooperation based off of the position she's in. So let's say, for example, I'm hooking up with, I'm just hooking up with a random girl and I've been hooking up with her for six months, right? She will never, she won't do the things that I need her to do specifically that I would, that my wife would do for me. Mm -hmm. So, so what would need to happen is that woman would need to be in a higher position or a different position in order for me to get that type of cooperation from her. So there's a cap on cooperation based off of the the uh, spot the woman is in. And the reason why that happens is because that's the woman's bargaining chip. So now this is the thing. If you if you want, it's almost a give to get thing. So for example, I'll use an example for um, like a job. This is a perfect, easy way to understand this. If you're working in the mailroom, right, I can't tell you to do vice president work of the company because vice president work at a company is a lot of it's probably way more work than a mailroom. And the vice president is getting paid probably 10, 15 times more than you. So now imagine I say, hey, mailroom guy, I want you to do the vice president's work, all of his work. I'm going to pay you the same as the mailroom stuff you're not getting any raise. You're not even getting your own office. You're going to stay in the mailroom, but you're doing all the vice president's work. The mailroom guy doesn't look at me like I'm crazy. Like, hell, I ain't doing that, right? Now, yeah. in order for, for that mailroom guy to do the vice president's work, I got to get him in the office, put his name on the door, put vice president so-and-so, raise his salary, then he will do vice president work for me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. the same thing happens in you know, hook, you know, uh, uh, any type of relationship you with a girl. So if you're hooking up with a girl, you'll get hookup cooperation. If you're dating a girl, you get dating cooperation. A girl's a girlfriend, you get girlfriend cooperation. You got fiance, fiance cooperation, marriage, marriage cooperation. Now the, the only way that's going to happen also too, is that you need to be the type of guy who is a leader, who is dominant and who is masculine, because there's a lot of married men who are out there who aren't, leaders and who aren't dominant who are masculine, so they're usually their wife's bitch. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why a lot of guys don't want to get married. Hold on one second. This is my my, my food. Sorry about that. Hello? Hello. Hello. How are you? All right. I'm gonna come there soon. All right. Thank you. I'm gonna get my wife to get it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah that's the that's the uh that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like so it's it's a it's a sort of like a give and take. So you if you want this level of cooperation you got to have uh, her in a certain position, but you don't just give her the position. She also has to earn that position. So you don't say, damn, well, I'm going to just make her my wife because I want a certain level of cooperation. Nah, she has to earn that position in order to even be in that position of wife or girlfriend or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it's like the the whole uh, wifey level TikTok trend that was going on for a while there. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of those?
1: Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, uh, there's,
0: see- there's this whole trend where women are like, I'm sorry, that request is wifey level. Yeah, All right. right, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. no, that's what I'm
1: saying. It's true. Yeah. Wait, it's true. The, the
0: The funny thing about that though is I kind of feel like women expect men to be at the husband level, like from the get go.
1: Right. But, like, exactly. Exactly. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's so true. And that. And and but you can't even give them that. That's the. That's the thing. So yeah. for what happens is this: is that what you can give a woman is guidance and leadership. So she sees that you are the type of guy that she would want as that guy, but you don't give her the title yet. You see what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like a company, you say, Hey, my company's Google. You, you, you can see that my company is on point. We, you know, this is how we do. We, we get, we get things going. So you see that I'm a man who's on point. So listen, if you rock with me, you're entry level now, but you can become manager, supervisor, vice president later. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's all it is. You know what I mean? And but the thing is a lot of guys, the reason why they're a certain way about um about marriage is because most women run the marriages for yeah. those guys. That's why they're you know what I'm saying? So when, when you're in that position, it's a rat for you. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're you shouldn't screwed. even that, right? You see what I'm saying?
0: You're screwed. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I you your food just came. So no. <laughs> And uh, we're at an hour, so I'm gonna. we'll go ahead and end here. Uh, where can people find you online, man?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. First of all, I appreciate you having me on your podcast, man. I definitely see the, the hard work you put in, man. And I love your videos. You know, I love the TikToks and everything like that. You know what I mean? I'll I, I be watching the comments and people going back and forth. So I appreciate what you do, man. And, um, yeah, guys, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at, at RealMrLocario. And also you can go to my main site, MrLocario.com. That's mr L O C A R I And also you can go to badboymembership.com. That's where you get 45 through 90 minute audio and video dating advice tutorials every month. So if you want to join the bad boy membership, you go to badboymembership.com. If you want any of my books, go to mrlocario.com. So you get my book, how to have sex to Women a day. Um, also, you can get the game Kings documentary on mrlocario.com, or you can get it for free if you join the bad boy mem- membership. So if you join the membership, you can watch the documentary for free on the membership and um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. You know what I mean? So,
0: all right, that's great. I'll put a, links to all this stuff in the in the description, man.
1: This is it. All, all
0: right, thanks for joining me, brother.
1: Thanks, appreciate you, man,
0: Mister Lucario. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, it was really good that we were able to finally connect because we've been following each other on TikTok for quite a while. And you know, like I I, I said at the beginning. The beginning. I really love uh, your videos. I like your advice. You, you have some really cool catchphrases that sometimes I steal, but I always give you credit. I always give you credit when I do it. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you got something good out of that. Definitely check all the links in the description. Uh, you know, help help support the show. You know, this show's not monetized by Google AdSense. No, no. The only way I, I make any kind of money is uh, is if you guys listen on audio, because that's monetized. But uh, otherwise, you got to help me out by, by using some of the sponsors, you know, like buy some Duke Cannon Cologne. I don't know, whatever. But check out the, the sponsors. Also, check out Mr. Lucario's links in the description as well and give him some love. Other than that, guys, we'll catch you next week. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.